Good morning, Skillman Church of Christ. How are we doing this morning? It is an absolute joy to be able to join you online today as we kick off a new series about hope and justice in the book of Isaiah. This is, can you believe it, week 16 for our virtual services. And it's crazy now to think back about all the glorious plans we had for this year. And how those have had to be adjusted. I mean, we had a vision for 2020. But 2020 looked at us and said, not so fast. I am not a year you have ever met before. And my goodness, it has been quite a year. I mean, already this year, we've experienced forest fires in Australia, a global pandemic, economic collapse, and social upheaval. And it's only June. And 2020 is like, I'm just halfway done. I am grateful, though, uh, for these online services, and, and I'm excited that starting today and for the next six weeks, we're going to dive into the book of Isaiah, and we're going to look for wisdom regarding hope and justice and how we can be advocates. So if you have your Bibles today, we're going to go to the book of Isaiah. Let, let's begin by turning to the very first verse in the very first chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah 1, 1. It says... The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. So, right away, we learn that this book, it's a compilation of visions written by a, name, a man named Isaiah, son of Ahaz, who lived and breathed and walked in Judah. And the four Judean kings mentioned here... They inform us as readers that this book was written about 700 years before the birth of Christ, right before Judah was conquered by the Babylonians and the Jews were sent into exile. And Isaiah was a prophet in Judah, a person chosen to speak on behalf of God through these visions. And the prophet Isaiah, he had something to say. And as we can continue on in verse 2 of chapter 1, the prophet says, Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. You know, I want to go on a limb here and say that God isn't too happy with the people of Israel. Something is off. Like a ship blown off course, God's people have strayed from their purpose. And God is using Isaiah's prophetic voice to be brutally honest with why they have gone astray. It's, it's, it's like a come to Jesus meeting before the birth of Jesus. And because somehow they had lost their way. And God, through Isaiah, says these convicting and poignant and piercing words. My children have rebelled against me. My people do not understand. So this is the point in the sermon when we need to pause. And we need to make an important distinction about Isaiah's role as a prophet. And how we can respond to this prophetic message today. You see, healthy, vibrant, and balanced spiritual communities, they typically have 
at least two distinct roles or voices that when these voices work together, they can create a fresh and energetic, vibrant dynamic. You see, these two roles, they're, they're seen all throughout Scripture. and You can see how they push and pull each other to create a healthy interconnection. The two distinct roles are that of the priest and are that of the prophet. The priest and the prophet, two distinct voices, priorities and purposes, but both very important for a community of faith to be alive and fresh and grounded. The priest and the prophet. So what is the function of a priest? In scripture, there are over 800 references to the priest in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, there are over 70, including in Hebrews when it mentions that Jesus is our high priest. And in 1 Peter 2.5, when it refers to us as the church, as the priesthood of all believers. And within a spiritual community, priests, they bring order out of chaos. Their job is to provide structure for the religious experience. And priests, they help create space for people to experience God. Priests are thoughtful and grounded. They gift us with a deep theological foundation for lived experiences. And they strive to make sense when things go wrong. And priests develop and facilitate the rites and rituals that exist within the spiritual community. But then we have the prophet. The prophet is the agitator. The prophet stirs the pot. The prophet is that bold voice that questions all that is being done. And the prophets gift us ruthless honesty when things are broken in the face of illicitness or when things are going against the very heart of God's message. The prophet speaks. In fact, because of their aversion to injustice and hypocrisy, Prophets can't keep their mouths shut. They have the inability to gloss over and ignore deceit and dishonesty. The Australian theologian Alan Hirsch, he says this about prophets. Prophets are particularly attuned to God and God's truth for today. They bring correction and they challenge the dominant assumptions we inherit from the culture. They insist that the community obey what God has commanded. They question the status quo. The role that prophets have within the spiritual community, it reminds me of the role of the canary bird in the coal mines of the early 20th century. Have you heard about this? Before there was technology to detect carbon monoxide deep in the coal mines, the miners would bring with them a canary bird within a birdcage. Because one of the biggest threats to coal miners at that time was carbon monoxide poisoning because it had no scent and because it was highly lethal. The human body was unable to detect rising levels of carbon monoxide, so there was no way to know if they were in danger before it was too late. So coal miners began to bring canaries deep into the mines with them because canaries are, are very sensitive to bad atmospheres. They are so sensitive and, and attuned to unhealthy atmospheres that they could detect carbon monoxide poisoning before the coal miners could. The coal miners would be hard at work and would every once in a while look over at the canary cage. And if the canary was jumping around and chirping, they knew everything was okay. But if they noticed the canary stopped singing or had collapsed, they would evacuate immediately because it meant that carbon monoxide levels were rising. Canaries 
were so attuned to their surroundings, they could feel things before humans. They were able to warn the coal miners of this danger before it was too late. And I think that this, this is the role of the prophet. And it's the role of Isaiah. Prophets are so attuned with the surroundings and with God that they can see things before the rest of us can. Like a canary, they can feel the systemic unhealthiness and the, toxi- the toxicity that's in the air well before we can, and they can expose it with brutal honesty. Prophets, they have the audacity and the boldness to call out and expose the imbalance and the injustice, injustice that exists in all its forms that prevent all humanity from flourishing. The prophets force us to answer tough questions about how our society is structured. For, for example, the, today, the, the prophetic voice, it may ask us that why in this country is it that the average wage of the average worker has stayed relatively the same for the last 40 to 50 years, while during that same period of time, salaries for CEOs have increased 940%? Or, or why is it that the three richest people in the country make the same amount of money as the entire bottom half why is that? And why do we live in a society where if a big multi-million dollar company makes a mistake, they can receive a bailout with debt forgiven, while at the same time there are countless single mothers working countless jobs to pay off their massive student debt? I mean, these are just questions. Like a canary, the prophet sniffs toxicity in the air and gives us permission to be brutally honest with everything that is corrupt and destructive and imbalanced in our current world. And here is why this is so important. We cannot arrive to have a new world that is right and just and liberated until we have fully named and unmasked all that is wrong with the present world. We cannot have a new world that is right and just and liberated until we have fully named and unmasked all that is wrong with the present world. And God uses the prophets to make us better as a people, more aware as a society. So my friends, we have here both the priest and the prophet. And I'd be curious Which one you identify with more? Are you more of a priest or are you more of a prophet or are you a combination of both? And I hope you hear me say today that within the healthy spiritual community, within a healthy spiritual community, both of these voices are needed and both should be represented. Because if priests were by themselves, if they were the only voice in the room, then spirituality It could could potentially become an empty, stale, lifeless, and legalistic set of rules and rites and rituals that people mindlessly do to appease a distant deity. And if priests are the only ones at the table, then communities can potentially feel so certain that they are right and that everyone else is wrong that they can stop asking the tough questions and they can fail to be relevant to real life experiences and eventually close themselves off to the world. The prophet is there to shake things up, but without a priest, a prophet can be downright obnoxious and can lack the foundational grounding 
and thoughtfulness. But together, when both voices are represented within the spiritual community, when an interdynamic exists between the two, there is magic because God has a purpose for them both. So here's why I have said these things about the priest and the prophet. We are going to take some intentional time in the next couple of weeks to listen to the prophetic voice in Isaiah. Now, historically, when prophets have spoken to religious communities, it ends up with their heads chopped off. But if we know off the bat, this is going to be brash. This is going to be honest. This is going to, it's going to ask some tough questions of us. But at the same time, it is of God and stems from God and brings us closer to God. This can help us along the journey. So for our homework, if you could read Isaiah 8, 13 through 15, this passage refers to God as a stumbling stone. Why would God be referred to like this? Because God knows that sometimes disruptions in our life lead to transformation. Times when the status quo is questioned, it allows for us and the community to remain fresh and fluid and relevant. The prophetic voice will ultimately make us better people and bring us closer to the heart and the message of God. So as we continue our time of worship today, let us remember the priest and the prophet. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Jesus, who is our high priest and our prophet and our Lord. Let us sing together. <laughs>